0: Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek on this lovely Monday morning coming off of a Saints victory, their first victory of the preseason over the Los Angeles Chargers last night, 19-17. I'm Caroline Gonzalez joined by John DeShazer who is on his way back home from Los Angeles. JD, how you doing over there?
1: Doing great. Um, No sunny skies yet, but we'll get there before the day
0: is Oh, don't worry. The New Orleans Heat is ready to greet you when you get back
1: but I think it's, is it raining there currently
0: not yet overcast and not yeah, it's stuff. overcast yes
1: yeah, so we're coming back to it was cooler than it would be so we're bringing it with us
0: Thank you for that. Well, J.D., you witnessed it last night. Uh, You know, obviously the Saints started off a little slower than they would have liked to start, uh, but then, of course, overcame a 14-point deficit, large in part due to Taysom Hill and his uh, surge last night. I mean, if you're a Saints player, how much confidence do you have in this guy? And at this point, are you surprised in anything that Taysom can do? Well...
1: Not really. I mean, I think he has improved as a passer. Um, I think that's unquestionable Mm -hmm. because last year in training camp, he was very much erratic as as a passer. Uh, But now it seems like that part of his game, he's had a chance to work on it, obviously. He's made some improvements there. And that's going to be probably what teams are going to force him to do when he comes in in those specialty packages. They know he can run it. He's still dangerous Mm -hmm. running it. And I think he's probably going to load up and say, okay, show us you can beat us with your arm. And it looks like uh, the improvements are, are extremely visible and, uh, and productive. And, you know, he had a couple of throws that he liked back in the preseason over against Minnesota. But yesterday, against the Chargers, I thought he was really, uh, really accurate, especially on the touchdown pass uh, to Austin Carr, 27-yarder. But he just looked comfortable. He looks comfortable as a quarterback. And now, you know, it's more so than the – You know, the RPOs, it looks like his runs are, you know, basically runs where the protection breaks down, where he's, pretty much kind of got to manufacture something with his legs as opposed to the design ones. And I think they want to see how he operates out of the pocket, and it looks like he's doing it pretty well right now.
0: Yeah, of course, Taysom Hill led the team in both rushing and passing. He was 11 of 15 yesterday for 136 yards in the passing game and led them again in rushing with 53 yards. You, you mentioned he looked more comfortable from last Uh, last season but even last preseason game you know we saw uh, incompletion after incompletion yes uh, last week from Taysom and this week like you said he just looked more comfortable his first pass to Emmanuel Butler I mean Emmanuel Butler didn't catch it but it hit him right in the face mask I mean he was just so accurate yesterday and again as you mentioned he just looked more comfortable and he seems like he's being more threatening in the pocket and not just the run game.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, probably attributable to those incompletions in the preseason opener was, you know, his protection broke down. Uh, I didn't think he was protected very well at all in the in the preseason opener, and, you know, I thought he basically was, I don't want to say running for his life, but he had to get on the move in that game. <laughs> this one, he had some protection breakdowns, and he did have to scramble out, but I just thought the protection overall for him was a little bit better this time, I and mean, it allowed him to make his read. You know, he, he mentioned that Austin Carr was not his first read on that play, and you can only uh, leave one read and go through another one if you've got enough time to do that. I thought the I thought the offensive line did a little bit better job of giving him time and allowing him to get comfortable.
0: Of course, the story of uh, yesterday's game was Taysom Hill and the offense overcoming that 14 point deficit. But let's back it up a little bit to the first half. Teddy Bridgewater did get the start for the Saints. Um, You know, it was difficult for them to gain any traction, uh, only seven yards for Teddy in the first quarter. Uh, You know, Sean Payton said yesterday that he was sick. He was a little bit under the weather and probably should have pulled him out earlier. But Teddy wanted to go out there and play and, you know, play for his teammates. Uh, But let's focus on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, Trey Hendrickson was a guy that absolutely stood out and was a bully on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, I thought he, you know, probably flashed or showed as well as he has since he joined the Saints. I thought he was really, really good in terms of just collapsing the pocket, getting, you know, applying pressure, getting his hands on people. Didn't get him on the ground because he was only credited with one tackle, but you know, it was one of those really stand out one-tackle games, and you don't often see that, but his impact was, was vast in that game. He uh, really kind of, as you mentioned, bullied around the left tackle, and the right tackle for that matter. He was he, he made the living in the backfield yesterday, and that's a good thing to see, because he's going to get some snaps, obviously. He can play right or left defensive end, and he is the primary backup for Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport, which means... He's going to give a significant amount of snaps if he can hold down that position. It looks from yesterday like he held it down extremely well. I thought he, he held up well. I thought he showed well. I thought it was his, you know his best day of, of training camp and best day of the preseason so far. You just like to see him continue to stack those days together.
0: You mentioned before uh, going into this week that you wanted to see defensive end Marcus Davenport jump off of, of the page. He only had 26 snaps yesterday, um, but what did you see out of Marcus Davenport? Did he uh, jump off the page? Did he impress you yesterday?
1: Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say jump off the page. For him, so he said jump off the page, and I think A.J. Right. Klein jumped off the page, but I thought he was solid. He ended up with a half sack. He combined for one with um, either Eli Apple or Pete Wiggins. I forget which one, but... You know, he applies some pressure, and that's what you want to see out of him. Uh, during the regular season, I think it will, I don't want to say come easier for him, but Cam Jordan will be playing on the other side. He draws a lot of attention. And when the snap count goes up, that gives you more opportunities to make plays. So if you're playing you know, 60 snaps as opposed to 25 or 29 or 30, then that's you know, 20, 30 more opportunities to make a play. So you might not... Be noticeable at all for 20 snaps. People might barely remember you're in the game. Mm-hmm. And then the last five snaps you have, if you got a couple of sacks, people think you had the best day in the world. So, you know, that's the way it works defensively. So, hopefully, those are the kinds of things. They're not the thing you want to see him disappear. You want to see him, you know, maintain his integrity and defensive. You want to see him force the run inside, you know, set the edge. You want to see him apply the pressure on the quarterback. You want to see him shift the running back coming out where he's supposed to. You know, those kinds of things want to see and i think i think you know you saw some of them yesterday but again it'll be it'll be a lot easier i think to tell as the season progresses, or as he gets into the season because the snap count goes up and then he gets the opportunity to kind of get to a rhythm and you know set, set offensive linemen up with his pass rush moves and all those things so hopefully you know we'll see a little bit more production out of him. again maybe not jump off the page like like Hendrickson did yesterday or like AJ Klein did yesterday, but just a steady progression, you know, and hopefully he'll be compliment- he'll be complimenting uh, Cam Jordan.
0: It's funny that you bring up AJ Klein because we talked about snaps with 20, you know, AJ Klein had 21 yesterday. You can either remember them or you can just not even really realize that they were out there, but AJ Klein completely made his presence known yesterday, came up with that interception that was kind of batted up off of David Onyemata um, but AJ Klein, just a, a guy that remains consistent for the Saints linebacker core. Uh, another guy that we saw a lot of yesterday was Caden Ellis, uh, the linebacker from Idaho. JD, what are you expecting? I mean, the Saints linebacker core has kind of, you know, found a rhythm, especially adding DeMario Davis last season, adding AJ, uh, Alex Anzalone uh, last season after he was injured his rookie year. What are you kind of expecting from the Saints linebacker core? And what do you think the Saints coaching staff um, is hoping to get out of Caden Ellis?
1: Well, you hope to see more production out of the unit as a whole because it's another year in the system, and so they should know everything a little bit better, and so things should be a little bit more natural to them. Um, Dennis Howell has got a, a defensive philosophy and schemes, and they're trying to get all those guys to play to their strengths, and I thought they did a pretty good job of that last year. Hey, Nelson's getting you know bonus snaps, really. He's getting a lot of more snaps than he ordinarily would because Alex Anzalone is out, and he looks like he's handling it pretty well. So when Alexander Zalone comes back, then obviously he goes back into his spot. But you also have to factor in that Craig Robertson is around. and So you don't necessarily need Craig Robertson out there in those defensive rotations right now because he knows the system, and that allows Caden Ellis to be able to go out there and play a little bit more now than he ordinarily would. And right now, looks like he's showing he can handle what they're feeding him right now. So all he's got to continue to do is continue to progress, hopefully maintain that because he's shown that he can handle it pretty well. So hopefully you know, he's getting the benefit of, of all these reps that he's getting. And you hate to see Alexander Longley hurt because, you know, he had such a great second season and he looks like he really moved towards being a dominant type player. But in this instance, it, it, it does give Peyton Ellis the opportunity to get out there and show what he can do and show that he can handle the duties.
0: Absolutely. We, we also saw him on special teams, which is what I want to get into now, J.D., because, you know, leading going into the second half, obviously it was kind of a blow to the Saints. They were already down and then, you know, went down further, 14 points uh, following the 80 yard, 81 yard punt return of Tremaine Pope for the Chargers, uh, which resulted in a touchdown. Um it, Looking at the special teams yesterday, and I do want to get into Deontay Harris later, but what were some areas that you'd like to see the special teams improve on? Because it seemed like that was an area where the Saints struggled yesterday.
1: Well, they are obviously going to have to cover punts better than that. I mean, and, and they've been a fantastic team in coverage over the last several years. So this is not something that's chronic for the Saints or something that, you know, really, really just worries you to the point of, you know, no return, but, Anytime you allow a punt return for a touchdown, you know, regular season, preseason, it doesn't matter. Practice, it doesn't matter. It's a concern because someone lost their discipline at some point in it. They had a couple of shot touch man folks and didn't get them on the, on the ground. So those plays are things that, you know, you want to see corrected. Areas you want to see corrected during practice. And that was really the thing that, that stood out the most. I mean, Will Letts made the game when he field goal, you know, 28 yard or so. Uh, but he did what he always does. Now, Thomas, outside of that punt return for a touchdown, you know his average would have been, you know, fine. in the, in the net and the gross, but unfortunately, he gets the punt return for a touchdown. Uh, but you know that's the main thing that stood out is the return for a touchdown. You want to, you don't want to see that allowed. And I don't care, you know, if it's not your starters out there as a special teamers. You want to make sure the guys understand fundamentally what they're supposed to be doing, where they're supposed to be, how you're supposed to attack the the, the punt. Um you know, you kick it to a certain side so you can pin the guy on that side and you hopefully you can corral him over there and populate to the ball and get him on the ground. They they just didn't do it on that particular play and so that's gonna be something that's obviously gonna be an emphasis uh, to be corrected before uh, the next preseason game because that's something you can't have you can't allow that to become a norm. And again, it doesn't matter whether it's your starters out there or whether it's you know, guys that are trying to make the team want to make sure that those guys understand the teaching that's going on. And if they don't understand the teaching that's going on, if they don't apply it, then those are the kinds of things that will happen.
0: Did you see it more fundamentally, or do you think Darren Rizzi and his special teams coaching staff kind of threw something in that they were trying out uh, for the special teams, or was it more just individual fundamentals?
1: I mean, you know, you thought. I hate to sound like a coach, but you have to see, you know, who messed up what and find it out on the tape. But you know, there's. Yeah, I don't care what you're trying. Uh, whatever it is you're trying, you know, you're not trying anything that's going to allow an 81-yard punt return for a touchdown. So whatever it is they were doing, you know, if that wasn't the des- the design of it. That just have to be the result of it. So you know, somebody messed up. Probably two or three people because. You know, again, you get some young guys out there. They might get a little bit excited. Some guys might lose their lane integrity. They might forget their responsibilities. And, you know, maybe you're supposed to be the force guy and, and you don't do it. Those are the kind of things that might happen. And they can happen with a venture team too. I mean, look, the Chargers went out there. Chargers are a good team. They're out there trying to earn paychecks just like, just like the things are. So when things happen, you know, sometimes you can credit the opponent, but You know, when something that glaring happens, obviously there are some errors that were made. So now it's just a matter of the Saints finding out who made those errors, how you correct those errors, and how you make sure that those errors don't happen. Because you don't want that to be a norm at preseason or not. You don't want that to become any kind of norm
0: staying on special teams Deontay Harris for the Saints just five six uh returned you know all the punts yesterday for the Saints five punt returns for 55 yards uh for an average of 11 yards uh what are you seeing out of Deontay Harris and I I feel like I don't want to say he's the sole punt returner right now because you still have Marcus Shirelles you still have guys like uh Dwayne Washington Austin Carr who have who have gotten reps back there um for special teams but Do you like what you're seeing out of Deontay Harris so far?
1: Well, you have to. I mean, basically, he's been the only guy handling the responsibility so far. So you gotta like what you've seen. Um, He's shown the ability to, you know, to really take it to the house if he gets those. If he gets a chance to do so. Now, is he going to be able to hold up? You know, we mentioned we hadn't seen Cheryl's yet, so we don't know how he might or might not fit in as a kick returner on this team and a punt returner, but. All you can go by is what you've seen. And what we've seen so far is Deontay Harris. And if you had to make a decision today, which the Saints don't, they don't, they have the luxury of waiting. But if you had to do it today, Deontay Harris would have to be your guy because uh, the, the most important ability is availability. And he's available and he shows some, some, some top there. He, he's obviously a guy who can take it to the house. He did let one get to the ground yesterday. That's not one that you want to see. You know, where one hits the ground and it costs you some yards. But for the most part, he really looks good doing what he's doing as a punt return.
0: I mean, he's so elusive at just five six, I mean, I'm sure it's difficult for anyone to get to him. Um, as far as Taysom Hill is concerned, you know, we saw him lead the charge yesterday for the Saints, especially in the second half. Is there, where would you like to see Taysom go from here? Do you want him to just continue to keep doing what he's doing? Uh, would you like him to grow in any aspect of his game? What do you want to see out of Taysom Hill? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, you want to see him continue to, to block blossom because it looks like he's, found a comfort zone. Looks like he found a rhythm. And so you just want to make sure that he stays in that rhythm and that his confidence, well, I don't and I don't think his confidence is good, but you just want to make sure his confidence level stays the same. So you want to see him stay in that rhythm that he's found right now. He's in a really, really good mood where he's comfortable. And it's obvious that he's comfortable. And so when you're comfortable doing what you do, it makes you a more productive player.
0: All right, J.D., you're going to come back uh, from Los Angeles today. The Saints will have practice today uh, and, of course, this week. Going into training camp this week, who are you going to keep your eye on for the Saints? Is there anyone that you uh, would like to see you know, excel this week, jump off the page, or is there anyone you're just going to keep your eye on in general?
1: Well, I mean, I think I want to see some guys get back on on the practice field. Now, who those guys got to be, I don't know. We don't know. The situation with Saquon Hampton. We don't know the situation uh, with Alec yeah. Anteloni. Uh, we don't know the situation with those guys you know, entry-wise, but we'd like to see them get back on the practice field. Um, we know that third preseason game is generally the dress rehearsal for the regular season, so we're going to see the starters um, probably for a good amount of time, and that includes uh, Drew, Drew Breed, and that includes Theron Armstead. We should see those guys on the field a little bit more. Um, we haven't seen Drew yet, so be But those guys don't those guys, need a ton of work, but they do need some work so they'll get out there and it'll be good to see them out there and probably not necessarily running uh, any of their game plan stuff, but some things that you just want to see them you know, get on the same page with and get a rhythm down because, you know, they you can't go through a whole preseason without them playing. And when they do play, you want to see them you know, you know, play well when they're out there. Like Sam Jordan should be back out there also defensively, and he'll probably get his preseason debut. So you just want to see the regulars get out there and do what they're supposed to do uh, in terms of execution line in the game.
0: Absolutely. Well, J.D., we uh, wish you a safe return back. Bring some of that cold weather with you, uh, and we appreciate it. Can't wait to have you back here at the Ochsner Sports Performance Center
1: hey it's already dipping down i mean you know you guys won't be 95 today so you know that's an improvement
0: yeah thanks thanks for that it'll still be humid <laughs> <laughs> all right JD we'll see you when you get back yeah, okay. That'll do it for today's New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Caroline Gonzalez, joined by John DeShazer on today's show. Uh, You should hear from us on Wednesday of this week. We'll bring you updates from practice uh, and training camp. And, of course, we hope to see you out there at training camp this week as the Saints continue to prepare for the New York Jets. Again, I'm Caroline Gonzalez for the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Thanks for tuning in.